0: to the rush hour your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your rush hour ride work sucks but your commute doesn't have to buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host stand-up comedian and power recapper dave neal hello everybody happy hump day it's wednesday february 7th 2024 all your entertainment news in one spot to start the day, and boy, do we have a lot going on! From Clayton Eckerd on a new podcast, he eviscerates his former part-time fling slash real estate client, uh, the Jane Doe. He really says he's gonna he's gonna sue her for defamation if she doesn't admit her lies. Very interesting stuff. Plus, I mean, it's a real who's who. We have an all-star showing today. Caitlin Bristow talks about her lack of a sex life following the end of her last relationship and speaking of relationships that are no more we've got rachel Lindsay talking a little little bit about her mental health following the divorce i've also got a ton of entertainment news in the non-bachelor variety let's start off today with vanderpump rules Uh, last night was episode two of season 11 and wasn't it fun did you guys watch we've got essentially tom sandoval and ariana maddox uh, not under uh, agreement over what to do with their house. They own a house together. I was told it's, what, a $1.7 million home. They pay something like 16000 a month in mortgage. He claims she hasn't paid the bills in eight months. She claims he's trying to buy her out. I got to tell you what, of course she's in the right. He was the cheater, but I have to say... Um, Lala asked the right question. Why don't you just move out? And she says, "Well, I shouldn't have to move out. He's the one who's the home wrecker." It's like, well, isn't the home toxic now? I think the healthy thing to do would be for Ariana to take the equal money, what you know, whatever her share of the equity plus investments are from Tom. Take that money and get out. Get out of there. But of course, you know, when you go through a breakup, there's a lot of bitterness and spitefulness, and maybe there's still a you know, and a, and I don't know if you guys would believe this or not, but maybe there is still a love there between the two, and maybe, maybe neither one of them wants to part ways with that, and this is the excuse for keeping it still under the same roof. Now, I'm not saying that they would get back together, but a very bizarre situation. I would love to know what your thoughts are. If anyone wants to call in with thoughts on Vanderpump Rules, I'll play some voicemails of yours, 401-213-9828. If you're familiar with my live stream, every once in a while, we bring voicemails into the equation. Again, keep it brief, keep it fun, keep it interesting, 4012139828 and let me know who's in the right who's in the wrong regarding Vanderpump rules I you know I mean Ariana has made a fortune since this unfortunate instance of hers I mean I don't think anyone has ever profited so much for being cheated on so at least she has that going for her but if you're dating her you're probably like hey shouldn't you just move out of there and I don't know I mean sure it's a nice house look here's the one way I could defend Ariana not wanting to move out maybe they bought the home they bought it in 2019 maybe interest rates were three four percent and now if you bought it in in you if you if you sold the home and rebought a new home you'd be dealing with six seven percent interest rates so you wouldn't be able to get a house of the same value maybe that's what they you know the, the one way they could look at it i'm not too sure but hey when you break up you gotta divide assets and you gotta go on podcasts especially if you're any of these uh, all-stars here and discuss what went wrong well caitlin bristow is doing just that she talks very candidly with stacy schroeder On her podcast, Off the Vine. I'll be covering this for sure today in a much longer video. But here's a quick clip of Caitlin saying, hey, the sex was not happening on our end. Have a listen.
1: Even though I just said on my last podcast, I've been like, like lately, I'm like, I think I got it back. I like want it. Did you ever lose it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was gone. I thought I was asexual. I literally thought I was asexual. And I thought while you were in your relationship or once, once. No, it was the end of the relationship. The end of the relationship. I was like, I think I'm just not um, attracted to. I was like, I think at this point I'm. I could see myself more with a woman. I actually thought that really than a man. I was like, because I I get it. Like I think women are hot, and I could d- I could do that. Oh I just was like, oh, I guess this is it, and I was fine with it. But then once I started like going on a couple of dates, I was like, oh. And so, like right away, the dates were good. Stella's got her groove back because I feel like it's. it's I didn't really jump into like dating a bunch. I uh, I was like more flirting at first.
0: So here's the deal, right? And uh, I'm sure Caitlin understands this, but we have to look at the science behind why we feel the way we do with regards to sex, intimacy, new partners versus old. Love is just one of those things that is different than necessarily excitement, and it's all about dopamine. And let's replace sex with brownies, right? So. The idea of a brownie is delicious. I would love a brownie. My brain, my, my, my uh, stomach gets lined, ready to eat when I even think I'm going to have a brownie. Uh, but once you have the brownie, you're like, you know, that was good. And then after a while, you're like, I guess I'll have another one and another one. And the next thing you know, you hate brownies. But cookies. And then you want to move on to cookies because you've already kind of understood what that fix is from brownie. That's kind of what like addiction is with drugs. It's like you're always trying to uh, sort of chase that high and it's never good enough. Well, that can be the same when it comes to sex. You know, you hate to say it, but um, there's nothing in this world better than sex with a new person, right? Isn't it? And now I know people's like, no, sex with your partner when you're playing Mariah Carey music and boys to men. I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight, baby. I'll Okay, you know, whatever. All right, so yeah, sure, maybe. But to some people that kind of uh, maybe get a big thrill out of life, uh, maybe the new sex is the new thing. But, you know, you keep having new sex with new people, and then it starts to feel vacuous. And what do you realize when it's all said and done? That it's not sustainable. Brownies aren't sustainable. And, hey, don't get me wrong. Have as much fun as you want. One night stands and do whatever. But there's got to be a happy medium there. And maybe Caitlin wasn't with the right guy and maybe they didn't devote the time needed obviously if they didn't have the time needed to plan a wedding they probably didn't have the time needed to make a little whoopee and um, you know you can't falter for finding a new guy who's got new it's a new shiny toy and in the end it doesn't mean Zach Clark if that's who she's with it doesn't mean he'll be a bad guy for her it's just different and sometimes different's good but in the end you get to know somebody that luster wears off and you live with the person. It doesn't mean I don't love my wife. She loves me. Sometimes they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. That doesn't mean you got to move away or go to war. It just means, you know, have your own passions, come back together, do some things apart on your own, have your friend groups and like keep that fire stoked. And one of the ways to keep it stoked is to not smother it. It's also to not abandon it. I'm not saying Caitlin did either one of those, but in that relationship, it seems as though in the pursuit of their own goals, they didn't stoke the fire. Hey, that's what happens. All right, speaking of not stoking a fire, we'll get to the Rachel Lindsay story right after this. All right, it's been a full month since Brian Abasolo filed for divorce from Rachel Lindsay. We are finally seeing her open up about that breakup. Here she is on her podcast, Higher Learning, uh, just yesterday discussing how she's having some rough days. Have a listen.
2: You know, it's it's hot, and you're doing cardio, you're doing hit training, iso work, and I'm sweating like crazy. And I don't know if the sweat, sweating, it just like was releasing so much for me. The entire ride home, I was in tears. Mm-hmm. And you know how like once you start that, I mean, obviously it's it's just man, divorce is tough. I just it, it's tough. Um, you're going, you're going through it. I'm going through it, and sometimes I don't think that I'm honest with myself about my feelings, and so, you know, it just comes out in different ways. But it was one of those weekends where I was like, I think too. Sorry to start this. I'm I'm in an emo mood, so Let's sorry to start your, the podcast emo. But you know, I just think to people. And I know it's encouraging when people are like, oh, you're so strong, you're one of the strongest people that I know. But I'm also, you know, when you're you're going through a divorce, you go through so many emotions, like all of them, every single emotion, it's a range of it. And you're just trying your best to keep your head afloat and not fully drown in those emotions. But this weekend I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna succumb to these emotions.
0: There you go. Rachel Lindsay succumbing to the emotions, which is partly what you need to do. We call it surrendering, right? You just have to admit this sucks. I got to feel this. I can't dodge it any longer. And, you know, so many of us have that issue with parents. It's not just spouses. It might be roommates. You know, I have people that I'm going through stuff with and it's like, it's like, am I the problem? Are they the problem? And sometimes you avoid each other. So many relationships just fizzle out because people don't want to sort of acknowledge their issues. I've always said this with stand-up comedy, you have to be sort of the voice of the room. You have to speak for the room. So if something weird is happening in the room, if someone's laughing extra loud in a weird way, or someone drops their, uh, you know, nachos on the ground, it, it the, the, the strangest thing is almost not to address it. So when it comes to breaking up, the strangest thing is to almost pretend like things aren't messed up. No, Rachel Lindsay, it's okay. You're messed up. You expected to spend the rest of your life with this guy, and it's okay to feel the way that you do. I'll tell you who's messed up, and... And is feeling the way that he is, and that's Clayton Eckard. And he has every right to be as messed up as he wants to be regarding this hoax scandal he's been a part of. I'm gonna play for you the trailer for a new podcast he went on where he just goes absolutely rogue. Now you have to know it is the lawsuit eve for me. Tomorrow, I am still to this moment. In a lawsuit, it is yet to be dismissed. I may be flying last minute to Los Angeles today. I was supposed to fly yesterday, and I canceled my flight in hopes that we'd get a deal worked out. But I have to tell you, the thing that Jane Doe wants worked out, she wants a stipulation in order to dismiss her charges against me. Essentially, and I don't have all the legal wording yet, so this may change. She wants me to, uh, to basically say that I'll never... I'll never, I'll never like come after her in any sort of physical way, or I'll never promote any violence to her, which by the way is absolutely ridiculous. You know, our good friends in the flock have compiled all of the different instances in all of my different videos where I've basically said this October 25th, I'm going to continue to beg people. Don't harass her November 2nd, just to show that I do care about her mental health. And I do, I want nothing. I want No harm sent her away. Total ceasefire as far as commenting on her podcast or changing the wiki page of her dad. I don't want any of that. November 6th, Dave asked people not to harass Jane Doe. November 7th, my opinion doesn't send my audience out, don't send my audience out to harass her or break into her house or all these things. November 10th, Dave urges people. So it goes on and on. I've got a record of saying to people, Make this a justice for Clayton Eckerd uh, thing. Let the court systems work themselves out and go no contact with her. That's the way to handle this. Here's what Clayton had to say in the trailer for the upcoming podcast called The Unplanned Podcast. A new episode is out this morning. I will be recapping it. You can go listen to it wherever you check out podcasts. Here's Clayton Eckerd, and he is not taking her shit anymore. She would send me these dating contracts basically saying, if you date me, I will not go public. We can figure this out behind closed doors. You get that picture of a pregnancy test. Yes. Do you believe it at first? Absolutely. Because you see a visual image and you think, it must be true. Because why wouldn't it be? If she continues to double down and the court just says,
2: we're going to dismiss it all, I'm absolutely going to sue her for defamation. And I will win because I have so much evidence against her. This individual has tried to destroy me. Every single part of me. I need her to take accountability and admit that she lied so that I can be exonerated.
0: Do you understand what you've done to my mental health? You've taken me down. I've had dark thoughts. I went down a dark freaking path. There have been points when I didn't want to continue living my life because of this woman. Wow. That is the Unplanned Podcast with Matt and Abby, episode number 53. I am so excited to not only listen to this, but also to recap it. You know, one question we've had regarding Jane Doe is wondering, were her parents complicit? Did they know what was going on? Well, get this, folks. We have come across, due to, I believe, the Freedom of Information Act, somebody has paid for the Scottsdale Phone calls. Now, earlier yesterday, we shared the phone call from an FBI agent who called Scottsdale police for a wellness check after the words Jane Doe wrote about me. Well, now we have Jane Doe calling Scottsdale police. They put her on hold. And during that moment, we actually hear from her mom. She's in the background and she's talking trash about Clayton. It's absolutely wild. I know you're waiting on the edge of your seat right now. Do me a solid. If you enjoy this content we're making, I'm telling you this might be one of the best episodes we've ever had. It is chocked full of craziness. Send it to a friend. Share it on your Instagram. Tag me. Do whatever you got to do. Let's keep growing the channel. Here, this might be something that now introduces Jane Doe's parents and not only her parents, but possibly her parents' money into a defamation lawsuit. Here is Jane Doe calling the Scottsdale police with a, a cameo from her mom. Have a listen.
1: Scottsdale police, this is Haley. Hi, Haley. Um, my name is...
0: Jane Doe.
1: Calling back an officer who tried to call me um, a few times to take a, a report about harassment. Okay, give me one second. Let me find the call. Okay, thank
0: you. Now, I normally hate dead air, but in this moment, we hear Jane Doe's mom speak. Listen closely.
1: Electronic communication, social media post, mom, it says. For us, directed at a certain person. That would be seriously alarming, disruptive, tormenting, or terrorizing the person that serves no legitimate purpose.
0: Now, it's my belief that while they're on hold, they don't necessarily realize they're still being recorded we've got jane doe's mom in the kitchen you know in some ways seeming like she's teaming up with jane doe wild stuff but it's when people just take his word for it yeah you know? well you think that they do but i bet in reality they really don't he's a joke honey he's a joke so there we have jane doe saying i don't want them to take his word for it and then the mom says he's a joke honey he's a joke
1: Okay, um, so I found the call. Um, do you just want an officer to give you a call now, or when the, where, there's one yeah, available? that would be yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Okay, and they might come from a block restricted number, so just make sure you answer anything incoming like that. Okay, I definitely will. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye.
0: Okay, thanks, Bye. Hey, Thanks, B. Okay, we get what we wanted. So we've just wondered this whole time: is is the mom in on it? Is the dad in on it? Well, what we know now you can almost hear the vitriol in the mom's voice. He's a joke. He's a joke. I wonder if she'll be so brave to call him a joke if he decides to sue her for defamation. And again, I am not I am not an expert on how this would work, but it seems to me that the parents may have helped contribute to the enabling of, and I don't want to call Jane Doe a monster here, but some of these acts are... Uh, are very alarming, and they have hurt the mental health of many, many people. And I think it's time that that stops. Uh, But that's not the only lawsuit going on out there. Gina Carano is suing Disney over the Mandalorian firing in lawsuit funded by Elon Musk. The actress claims the entertainment giant discriminated against her for voicing uh, voicing certain opinions on hot-button issues. You know, I'm not really sure about exactly why she was fired, but I, I would be alarmed if people in entertainment all had to think the same way. Now, of course, she compared the pandemic, to certain atrocities from the past, and there were certain issues where you could say, okay, she's definitely a contrarian, but I am okay, and I've always been this way. I don't know about you guys, but I'm okay with other people have differencing of opinions from me. And, you know, I'm not of the opinion that they should be silenced and or fired because of that. If she's a shitty actress, fire her. But um, is she a true distraction for the Star Wars empire? I'm truly not sure. Uh, But I always say the only thing that uh, is better than bad ideas is voicing better ideas. And the only way to overcome speech you don't like is to continue to let people talk. And by firing somebody, especially in this public way by Disney, you are proving a point to some that you are not open to conversation. I'll tell you who's not open to conversation, and I don't know if I disagree with him, is Bill Maher. He says he t- he axed, he canned, a two-hour Kanye West podcast interview because Kanye is a very charming anti-Semite, and I'm not going to contribute to this. Now, I can't judge this because I didn't listen to the interview, interview but obviously Kanye... Kanye... Kanye West, uh, is a known, you know, suffers from known mental health issues. He has both made horrible comments and then he's apologized and i'm not saying apology wipes that away but bill maher revealed that he sat down with kanye west for a two-hour interview on his club random podcast and is not going to be releasing it uh he said i thought it was going to be a learning moment he said february 5th after uh episode of tmz investigates centered on kanye west titled unhinged but unstoppable we were here for two hours by the way we had an amazing fun time He's a very charming anti-Semite. And by the way, he's not the only one in America who feels that way. It's not like the Jews are universally loved except for Kanye West. So either way, um, you know, it must have been pretty wild how that conversation went down because uh, Bill Maher likes to hear a lot of conversations from a lot of different people, but maybe he's in a position where he needs to, um, you know, not platform somebody who might be uh, led by fear, like Kanye seems to be with a lot of his, you know, topics of choice. I'll tell you what, you know who's a piece of shit, Farve, that's who's a piece of shit. Uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback Farve must finish repaying misspent welfare funds, says an auditor. Uh, you guys might remember this. I covered this on the Dave Neal show a while back, but um, you know he he basically was paid a whole bunch of money to do speaking engagements and weird things where he didn't even actually earn the money. Mississippi State auditor filed court papers Monday renewing his call for Brett Farve to repay the state for welfare money that the auditor says was improperly spent on projects backed by the retired and. NFL quarterback. Auditor Shad White's demand of nearly $730,000 from Favre is the latest twist in a long-running legal battle over money that was supposed to help some of the poorest people in one of the poorest states in the nation. Favre, a pro football hall of fame member who lives in Mississippi, filed lawsuits in February 2023 accusing White and two national sportscasters of defaming him in public discussions about welfare misspending. White said in 2020 that Favre had improperly received $1.1 million in speaking fees from a nonprofit organization that spent welfare with approval from the Mississippi Department of Human Sources. You know, here's what sucks about this. I bet you Brett Favre's the type of guy who votes against social welfare programs and then gladly takes $1.1 million in speaking fees from a nonprofit. Either way, um, great football player, love to watch him play football, but I'm surprised more fans and more uh, you know, of his elect electorate in Mississippi aren't raising arms and saying enough is enough, pay the dang money back. I'll tell you what, another outrageous story here in Japan. You might remember we talked a few days ago about the Ukrainian-born Miss Japan. Well, she has relinquished her crown following alleged affair. So she was born in the Ukraine. uh, The Ukraine-born beauty queen sparked a debate on cultural identity by being named Miss Japan. Now, of course, she's lived in Japan since the age of five. She's fluent uh, in Japanese. uh, But she said in a statement posted on Instagram, uh, apologizing to the man's family who were involved she announced that she was parting ways with their talent agency writing i'm truly sorry for causing a lot of trouble for many people and betraying those who have supported me all right that's an odd story but let's move it on here uh, we've got, uh, what else do we have in the news? Oh, this is great news. Let's wrap it up on some positive news. Cause this was a wild morning to start with sick puppy cured by new parvo treatment in San Diego, a mort, a mortally ill puppy named Richard has been given a second chance at life after receiving a new state of the art medical treatment for parvo. According to Helen Woodward Animal Center, the six-week-old tiny terrier blend was diagnosed with a life-threatening canine virus upon his arrival in January. Canine parvovirus, or parvo, is an extremely contagious and extremely deadly illness among dogs with a 91% mortality rate in untreated cases. Richard was showing signs of the dreaded canine parvovirus. He lacked any sort of energy or appetite, preferring to sleep the day away rather than play with his siblings. With Richard only weeks old and weighing just 3.86 pounds, uh, Gurkey explained that the typical parvo prognosis for such a tiny pup is almost certain death, but that isn't the case for this lucky pup. Uh, so good to hear. He's the first ever dog to receive a treatment in this sort and the treatment worked. So I don't know what this is going to mean for other dogs, but very happy to hear when our furry friends receive a little victory. Well, we'll have to see if I'll be receiving a victory in the form of winning against the charges of harassment in LA superior court or a victory by having Jane Doe dismiss her case against me. We'll have to see. I'm not giving it any other options, but if you guys don't mind, stick around and I'll probably have updates for you on today's Patreon. They'll be the first to know. I gotta let Patreon eat first. It's been a very growing membership-only community. Patreon.com slash Neal. If you enjoy the content we're making, you can go over there and throw some bread in the tip jar, or the other best and free way to support the channel is to keep sharing it with your friends. As always, I appreciate you. I love content all day long, and I'll be back this afternoon for another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't join the free Facebook group, Dave Neils Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneils for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.